Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Sports Insights Podcast. I'm David Solar, this week joined again by Josh Applebaum. Glad to have Josh with us. And before we get into everything, including tonight's NBA Finals game, I want to remind everyone to sign up for a four-day trial of Sportsbook Insider Pro. For $49, you'll get real-time odds, public betting trends, money percentages, bet signals, including steam moves, reverse line movement alerts, and contrarian plays. This season, our MLB best bets are up 34 and a half units, and baseball continues to be one of our most profitable sports. Yeah, thanks, and uh, appreciate being on the podcast again, Dave. Great to be with you here. And uh, I just want to mention, too, uh, if you sign up for a pro membership, uh, you get everything Dave mentioned, the great picks, contrarian plays are up uh, around 17, 18 units, so we're doing great with our baseball model. And you'll also get access, not just the odds page, all the betting data, the bet signals, um, but you'll get exclusive access to the betting hangout. And I'm uh, really excited for tonight. It's my favorite night of the week. Uh, fade the Public Friday in baseball. Um, if anyone knows me by now, I'm a firm believer in uh, contrarian, fading the public, following sharp action. And Friday night's the best night of the week to fade the public. So teams now under 40% on Friday nights, uh, 44 and 31, 59% win rate. You're up around 22 units. You got a 30% ROI. Um, so you got a lot of public betters ending the work week putting 10 bucks down on these games, the bets rise, the contrarian value rises, and we're already looking at some great uh, plays for tonight. So hope everyone can make the hangout tonight, uh, 6.30 to 7 p.m. Hope to see you guys there. Yeah, and that's a great nightly feature that our members have access to. Certainly be sure to check out other new features like our Sharp Action Report, which allows people to really quickly see where the Sharp bettors have come down on every game. Let's jump into it. We've got Game 4 of the NBA Finals tonight, Warriors at Cavs. Uh, game three was a pretty crushing defeat for uh, a lot of contrarian bettors, myself included, uh, that were on Cavs plus three and a half. Tough way to go down, and right now it looks like bettors are pretty much expecting a sweep. Uh, looking at the latest series price, Warriors are minus 10,000 to win the series, Cavs are plus 4,000, but as always it remains more profitable to just roll over the money line as opposed to taking the series price. Uh, if you do roll over the money line, uh, you know, you're going to get the Cavs as pretty significant dogs in every game except potentially game six back in Cleveland. Uh, and so, you know, instead of paying out at 40 to one, you'd effectively get paid out at 80 to one. And it would give you a lot more control over your bet if you decided you wanted to duck out early. Yeah, and just looking at this uh, game so far tonight, Dave, um, this kicks off uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Bets are definitely going to rise. It's a big contrarian spot for the Cavs. Um, right now we've tracked, uh, you know, it's only noontime here and, um, game still, you know, nine hours away. We've already, uh, hit 9,000 bets right now, 63, 64% of spread betters are laying the points with the Warriors. They open at minus five and a half at Chris. They're now already, uh, up to six. Um, so it looks like, uh, you know, public betters have been doing well. Uh, I was on the under in the Cavs in the, in the last game and it was looking good up until the end and, uh, thought we had it there. But public had another win, and uh, it's frustrating. Um, but I do think uh, you know you're you're going to be in another contrarian spot with the Cavs. Um, I kind of like the under here, just from what I'm seeing so far. Uh, you have 53% of bets on the over. We actually have 58% of dollars on the under, and the line did fall. So you have some reverse line movement here. Uh, Chris, it opened at 228 and a half. It's down to 227 and a half. Um, so I like the under. Uh, we'll see how this develops. It's still early. You know, always want to wait until close to game time, see if any bet signals come in. Uh, we haven't triggered any big signals yet, uh, but I do see some RLM on the under. And it's also interesting to note here uh, that you do have some big under refs in the game. 
Um, so you have uh, Callahan, Davis, and Goble. And uh, Davis and Goble in particular are big under refs. Um, so the under, uh, for their career as refs, um, pretty much you've produced 54% win rate with Davis on the under, Goble 53%, uh, about 40 units won on the under with Davis, about 26 units won on the under with Goble. So uh, still early. Um, I'm going to wait for bet signals. I want to see those bets pile up. I really want the square betters to really keep pounding that over. Um, but I like the under refs. I like the reverse line movement on the under. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at the under tonight. Yeah, and obviously you mentioned those refs. Typically those come out at about 9 a.m. Eastern every morning. And if you just look at the line movement at Pinnacle, you can tell that people were definitely reacting to those officials. Now, people have differing uh, opinions on how much referees are worth, but we have a pretty concrete example as to their value because at about 9.05 this morning, so just minutes after those refs came out, uh, we saw that total drop from 228 to 227 at Pinnacle. This also shows the importance of shopping for the best line and comparing market setting books to, you know, the more public and square books. Uh, you know, I'd say most of the market is still sitting at 228 for the total, but you've got square books like Bovada still hanging 229 and Pinnacle all the way down at 227. So definitely be sure to, sh to shop the best line to you know make sure you're getting the best number possible. But again, uh, we do have a lot of positive trends pointing to value on the under tonight. Uh, of course, also worth noting that this is the highest total that we've tracked of any NBA Finals game in our database, breaking a game from earlier in this series. So it has been a high-scoring series, and you know during this postseason, the over has produced well. Uh, the over's gone 46-30 and 30 during the 2017 playoffs. But historically, uh, both in the NBA Finals and in these elimination games, we've seen added value on the under. Uh, and really, this goes across all sports. I mean, all time, the under's gone 39-32 and 32 during the NBA Finals, including a 23-13 and 13 record when we see the total drop. Uh, of course, since the public's always on the over, usually the total dropping is a good indication of sharp money, uh, as we've seen tonight. Also, you know, we talk about this a little bit during college basketball tournaments, but in these marquee matchups and especially single elimination games, we tend to see uh, a real uptick in defensive intensity. And again, that has really been beneficial for underbetters. Yeah, and just to piggyback with Dave there, um, like Dave mentioned, you know, unders do do well historically in the NBA Finals. Um, so it's not just fading the public in general uh, is profitable in the finals. You have a huge uptick in, t uptick in uh, bets, big public action, public money. Uh, you can go the other way and get added value, inflated lines. Uh, but when you add in some RLM, some sharp action to that fade the public mentality does even better. So for me, outside of our numbers, there's definitely a few trends I'm going to be tracking tonight. Uh, for me, one of the biggest Game 3 uh, revelations was the performance of the Cavs with and without LeBron on the court. Not surprising, but kind of amazing stat. That the Cavs were actually plus 7 in the 47 minutes LeBron played and minus 12 in the 2 minutes he was off the court. Uh, don't be surprised to see him play close to 48 minutes tonight. Uh, and we've already seen some of that impact sort of uh, over in some of the prop markets. I know that uh, the over-under on LeBron's points tonight is 34.5, which is significantly higher than it has been the rest of the series, where it's usually been, I think, around 32. Uh, so definitely imagine odds makers are anticipating a big performance from him tonight. In terms of potential value bets, I'd say the one that jumps off the page most to me is looking at uh, NBA Finals MVP. Right now, over at Patty Power, Kevin Durant is minus 3,300 to win the Finals MVP. So he's a massive favorite, and he's been a favorite pretty much throughout the playoffs. 
He opened plus 220 before the playoffs started. He was plus 175 entering the finals. Uh, And he's been fantastic, but I don't think this is a slam dunk. Uh, Steph Curry's having a huge series. I mean, 29 points a game, 10 rebounds a game, 9 assists a game, shooting 48% from deep. Uh, Obviously, Durant's numbers have been a scooch better, but a big game by Curry or, you know, if this series ends up getting stretched out to five or six or even potentially seven games, uh, Curry has even more opportunity to surpass Durant as that finals MVP. So Curry right now is available at 13 to one. It's pretty long odds. Uh, I think it's probably worth a wager at that price. Looking ahead at those look-ahead lines, assuming that Cleveland is able to pull off the upset and win tonight, uh, Golden State would be minus 9.5 in Game 5. Once it gets back to Game 6, Cleveland's listed minus 3, and in a potential Game 7, it would be Golden State minus 6. For those that are wondering, uh, since 05, teams that are trailing the series 3 to nothing have only gone 17-36 and straight up and 21-29-3 and against the spread in Game 4. Uh, so it doesn't look great for Cleveland from that standpoint, but that combination of contrarian value, certainly I would recommend waiting until closer to tip-off, but you can find plus six and a halfs across the market, and we've already seen some sharp money when Bookmaker briefly moved to seven. So if we continue to see that one-sided money, I wouldn't be surprised to see some sharp uh, buyback later on the Cavs. Yeah, I agree with Dave there. I think um, you know another thing, we, t- we hit on this in the last podcast, but the gambler's fallacy you know, Warriors are looking great. Everyone's predicting a sweep. Um, we kind of saw some of this in baseball with, uh, you know, when the, the Padres swept the Cubs and everyone was on the Cubs every game and they said, you know, Cubs can't possibly get swept, uh, but they did. And then it happened again with the Reds. Um, and the Reds were, were great to us because we had them as a best bet and uh, a few contrarian plays there. And um, they swept the Cardinals in a four-game series. And every time Cardinals were getting, you know, 60 70% of bets, Reds were plus money dog at home. Uh, so that gambler's fallacy does apply here. Bet Labs had a good tweet, uh, but yeah, I think for me, you know, as a contrarian better, you know, Cavs plus the points is probably the play, or maybe lay off. Um, so I'm kind of looking at that. Try to get the best number you can, but the under uh, is definitely what I'm going to be looking at most. Yeah, and you just sort of look across uh, the markets and look ahead lines and just see the way public perception has shifted this line. Uh, I mean, the original look ahead line I think was you know before the series started was Cavs minus three and a half. Uh, you know, you saw them close as three-point home dogs in game three, and now you can get them plus six. Public betting was pretty evenly split early in the series, but these last two games, we've just seen tons of money on the Warriors, and the Cavs easily could have covered last game. So, you know, I think a lot of people are saying this series is over. I don't think the Cavs are about to quit, and so I would consider a piece of them on, on the spread and potentially on the money line as well, uh, since you can actually get a decent payout on that. Uh, Looking at the markets right now, they're ranging, but you know, around plus 190, plus 200 for tonight's game. Uh, seems like a decent price at home uh, facing elimination. Yeah, I definitely think there's value on that money line play. Um, you know, it's tough. I mean, the Warriors may sweep, but uh, you know, can they cover the spread? You know, can they can they win by five or less? Uh, certainly, good value on the money line play. Uh, but I think if you can get plus six, maybe a six and a half, not available right now. Uh, but Cavs plus six, I think there's value there. You know, Warriors may win, but can Cavs keep it close? I think there's a good good value there. All right, let's switch it up to another sport that's in progress. And Josh, I know this has been a recent favorite of yours, but we've got the WNBA season going on right now. Uh, 
the limits are a little bit lower, but there's actually great opportunity for bettors that are really willing to pay attention and follow some of our top bet signals. Uh, but I was curious what you could tell me in terms of some of the you know trends in profitable systems that you've found just looking at the WNBA. Yeah, Dave. So uh, the thing with WNBA, right off the bat, people laugh at it. You know, I, I don't even know if a lot of people, uh, our members especially, know that you know you can bet on the WNBA. Uh, we do have it as a sport on our odds page. We do give you the uh, betting in dollar percentages, the number of bets, all the lines. Um, to me, the beauty of WNBA is that we have these fantastic pro systems at Bet Labs uh, that have done really, really well. Um, just to name a few, we have a uh, big visiting dogs with public support system I like. There's a uh, smart money reverse line movement system. Um, there's a bad team coming off win system. Uh, Non-playoff non favorites against playoff teams with high total systems. So to me, the beauty of WNBA is that uh, you don't have to watch the games. Uh, I don't know a single player on any team. I can't tell you uh, the coaches. I can't tell you the starting five. I honestly don't know a single player. Um, but if you follow these pro systems, you don't really have to crunch the numbers. Anytime you get a system match, you get a text or email. And uh, these systems have been performing at a really high rate. So a lot of these systems, you know, you're looking at uh, between a 51 and 60% win rate. There's a 64% win rate with the uh, big visiting dogs with public support system. You're looking at big ROI. And uh, it's probably the best sport to bet on. Uh, you know, it sounds funny to say that out loud, but uh, you get the system match. You, you take the pro system from Bet Labs. Don't watch the game. Put your bet in. Wake up the next day and hopefully, uh, you know, you see your bank your uh, your bankroll rise. So um, it's a very, you know, it's the most least stressful sport uh, to bet on, in my opinion. And the interesting, interesting thing, too, is um, fade the public mentality doesn't really work in the WNBA because the bets are so low. So there's really not any value to fade the public. Um, so for me, as a big contrarian better, you know, a lot of the things that I love in all other sports, they don't really apply with the WNBA. Um, but it is kind of cool where you can just really, I defer to these pro systems. They're really good. Uh, anytime you get a match, I play these matches, and it takes a lot of uh, you know time and effort uh, away. You don't have to put much in. You don't have to cap these games. You don't really have to break them down. Uh, the bets are low. Don't fade the public. Follow these systems, and uh, you know hopefully you wake up the next day and and uh, check your Sports Insights app or your or your uh, online uh, online account or your casino or whatever, and, and you see that you made some money the previous night. So. Um, a lot of potential in WNBA, and we, we have been hitting on it a little bit in the Hangouts. I definitely want to talk about it more, uh, but just an interesting sport that get, that goes overlooked. But there's a lot of value, uh, especially getting those pro systems. Yeah, and you mentioned there's fewer betters. Even a book like Bookmaker, they're taking you know $500 limits. So you're not necessarily looking to fade the public, but certainly some of our top performing bet signals and following that line movement has been incredibly profitable. Uh, and you can still use some of our sort of uh, contrarian philosophies. You know, uh, certainly you can buy on, you know, you can buy low, you can buy on bad news, and you can still take advantage uh, of some of those inefficient markets. You know, home favorites, for example, coming off a double-digit loss, they're 219 and 168 ATS, so that's a nearly 57% cover rate plus 40 units one. Really simple. And you can also take advantage of well-rested teams. Uh, which is, again, specifically with favorites, something that we've seen in the NFL, favorites on Monday night, uh, primetime games, uh, things of that nature. When you've got good teams at full strength, tends to be a little bit of, of added value. So you know, when you have a home team that 
hasn't played a game in the last week, you know, that's the type of stuff we're targeting, especially when it has some of that, uh, you know, reverse land movement or fits some of those uh, historical trends Josh has mentioned. Let's move on. We've got another, what, three months until the NFL season starts, but I do want to just talk a little bit about win totals. Um, you know, South Point was the first sports book to post win totals back at the end of April, and we've seen uh, five teams where the total has moved by at least a full win. Uh, it's the Patriots, who moved from 11 to 12 and a half wins, the Jaguars, who moved from 5 and a half to 6 and a half wins, the Ravens, they actually dropped from 9 and a half to 8 and a half, the Jets, who seem like they're one of the few NFL teams to fully embrace tanking. Uh, we've seen them drop from five and a half to four and a half, and we've seen the Titans drop from nine and a half to eight and a half. And that's great news for anybody that followed my advice in an earlier column uh, where I recommended taking Jacksonville over five and a half, Tennessee under nine and a half, and Baltimore under nine and a half. Uh, so you've already beat those numbers by a full win uh, if you locked those in back in early May when that uh, column was published. Also just want to look at where public money's going. You know, again, we still have time before the season starts, uh, but over at Bookmaker, uh, and you can look this up on our blog, you know, we, we broke down the betting percentages for every NFL win total this season. I just want to go through the five most popular overs and unders. Uh, right now, the most popular over is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over eight. A little bit surprising because, uh, you know, Buccaneers are typically not a very public team, uh, but obviously they're an exciting offense with Winston and Mike Evans, and they did well in the draft, uh, adding O.J. Howard and then Deshaun Jackson via free agency. Certainly going to be an interesting offense to watch, uh, and 89% of bettors have taken over eight. The other four popular overs have been the New York Giants over eight and a half, Tex uh, the Houston Texans over eight, the Carolina Panthers over nine, and the Kansas City Chiefs over nine. In terms of the most popular unders, uh, it's kind of not surprising. It's five teams that are traditionally viewed as just the worst teams in the league. Uh, I mean, it's the Jets under four and a half. Ninety-three percent of betters right now are taking that under. Bears under five and a half. Forty-niners under four and a half. Rams under five and a half. And the Jaguars under six and a half. Now, that Jaguars one is really interesting because even though the public betters are still pounding the Jaguars, we've seen tons of sharp money on that over. So even though it's one of the most popular under moves, we've seen that total increase by a full win. Uh, again, that value is not really there anymore after the move. Um, but if your book is still hanging a bad number or you can wait until public money pushes that number, hopefully back to six, uh, you know, you might have a little bit of value on that over there. This is a team where betters were taking a lot of sharp betters were taking the Jaguars over before last season. It didn't come through, uh, but that doesn't mean you should necessarily jump off that bandwagon. Uh, last thing I want to stress before we take off for the day, uh, as always, make sure to check in on the latest weather conditions on our weather page. Uh, one of the more interesting games tonight is the Orioles-Yankees, where you've got nine mile an hour winds blowing directly out to center field. Obviously, wind can influence the total in pretty tremendous ways, and you really want to act early on that. Uh, and we have really re uh, reliable weather data, so if you are looking at that game, uh, a lot of books are still offering that total at 9. I know bookmakers already moved to 9.5, but if you still can't find that total at 9, over 9 looks like an excellent value tonight. Uh, looks like uh, some of the juice is already trending up. Pinnacle, the over uh, over juice is now minus 127, so you're going to want to get on that sooner rather than later. Uh, but looks like a solid value tonight. Yeah, and a uh, couple just two quick things as we wrap up here. Uh, Bet Labs did put together a great weather guide. 
Uh, they really look back in time uh, how temperature and wind affect totals. And highly recommend you guys uh, getting the guide. All you got to do is submit your email. We'll email you the guide. It's totally free, uh, but definitely will help you uh, in terms of over-unders. You know, over-unders, I would just say don't ever bet an over-under without looking at the weather first. Uh, baseball is a sport that can really influence, uh, you know, totals based on the weather. Um, Bet Labs did a great guide there looking at uh, the best stadiums, uh, when the wind is blowing in and out for totals, um, temperature, stuff like that. So definitely uh, download that, get it sent to you, um, you know, use it when uh, capping your over-unders. And then one thing to leave you guys with, uh, pretty exciting news here. Uh, this was, it came out late yesterday and uh, I was really blown away by it. Uh, but we have some great movement in the effort to legalize sports betting. Uh, so this was an article that came out last night um, from Albert Breer, uh, Monday Morning Quarterback, Sports Illustrated. And basically, uh, the title of it was uh, NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL unions prepare for sports gambling. Uh, so basically, uh, the player unions for the major sports, uh, they've been meeting lately uh, for about the past year and, the ha- year and a half in, in New York City. It's kind of gone under the radar, uh, but they're preparing for legalized sports betting. So really, uh, the stigma against betting uh Gambling is fading. Um, I think a lot of um, you know states and uh, uh, leagues are now seeing the revenue possibilities here. Um, so it's not just a uh, you know a dream one day in the in the you know long time future. It's really happening. And um, basically, they're getting ready. They want to get the infrastructure ready. They're talking about how to implement it. And um, this was a a quote from an AFC owner. So this isn't just a fan. This isn't some talk show. You know, radio guy, uh, a real AFC owner said this. Obviously, he remained anonymous, but uh, this was the kicker quote for me. Uh, From a gambling standpoint, that's a joke to even say that would be a problem. Uh, There was an issue decades ago, but now sports gambling is going to be legal. We might as well embrace it and become part of the solution rather than fight it. It's in everyone's best interest for it to be above board. Um, So pretty amazing stuff here, guys. Looks like... uh, You know, the tide is turning. We're getting closer and closer to legalized sports betting. Um, I was actually rooting hard for Ray Lesniak to win the governorship in in New Jersey. Um, He's a big proponent of legalized sports betting. He lost. So, uh, you know, that wasn't great news. But uh, I read this piece and it blew me away. So um, pretty, pretty great stuff. And, uh, you know, the Raiders going to Vegas, the new hockey team in Vegas. Um, You know, people are starting to embrace it. They see the money possibilities. And it's not just a fantasy anymore. They're really getting ready uh, to go legal here. So um, great stuff. And uh, as, as sports bettors, I think this this excites all of us. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things where there are some, some people outside the sports betting world that are very unfamiliar with it. They still have a lot of false perceptions and misinformation. Uh, but to me, this is one of those no-brainers. And, you know, some of the revenue stats that are thrown around by the American Gaming Association in terms of the amount of volume being wagered offshore is pretty staggering. So if you can potentially, you know, turn that into taxable revenue, it's a no-brainer. And I think once this conversation does start happening at a national level, it's going to move quicker than a lot of us would imagine. Uh, So (laughs) one of the reasons I'm certainly looking forward to the uh, Raiders moving to Las Vegas is that I think that that does at the very least, start a meaningful national dialogue. Um, So Dave, another great podcast. Um, Broke down some good stuff here. Just want to let everyone know, uh, you can follow Dave and I on Twitter. Um, Dave is at the David Solar. 
I'm at Josh underscore insights. And as always, follow us uh, at Sports Insights and our friends over at Bet Labs at Bet underscore Labs. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Uh, Big Fade the Public Friday tonight. I hope to see you guys at the Hangout and uh, hope you guys enjoy the nice weather.